If you came to the 35th edition of the Talking Shop podcast looking for some energy, some juice that's going to make you want to run through a brick wall, then you are going to have a fantastic time listening to this episode. I sit down and talk shop with Chase Barber. Chase started out as a college strength and conditioning intern and currently has earned his role as a strength and conditioning graduate assistant at TCU. The big theme of this podcast is mindset. Chase is a huge proponent of it, and we talk about his lessons and experiences and how the mindsets that he has has helped him capitalize and set himself up for a lot of success. As well, this helps him bring the juice and it helps his athletes kind of elevate their own game as well. So don't want to give too much of it away. Mindset's awesome. Chase is awesome. The juice is awesome. Let's get it going. Let's get better together. Welcome to the Talking Shop Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Tometz, and I'm going to share lessons and experiences in sports performance and professional development. Now, on to the episode. Another episode of the Talking Shop Podcast with Chase Barber. How are you doing today? Great, man. How about yourself? Uh, always a fantastic day when I can record a podcast. So, a little background about how I know Chase. He is currently a co-worker of mine on the performance staff of the TCU Beach Volleyball team, where he is the strength and conditioning coach. And we have awesome chats, and I'm excited that I finally get to get one of these in, a, in audio form. So for the listeners who are not familiar with your background, would you mind kind of shedding some light on that? Yeah, for sure. Uh, but before we get started, thanks so much for having me. Of course. Uh, it's, really, of course. it's really awesome. You know, I feel like sometimes in life we get away from our experiences and the good things that we've done and seeing how you grow. Uh, and I feel like a podcast is a great opportunity to sit and have a conversation, kind of reminisce on those because we kind of be in the no, no, no and don't think about how far we've come, how much we've grown. So I do appreciate you letting me hop on. Yeah. It's, it's exciting to, to really zone those things in. Uh, a little bit of my background, uh, I'm just graduate assistant here at TCU, of course, with strength and conditioning. Uh, before coming, before being a graduate assistant, I was an intern uh, for a few months. And then prior to that, spent some time at the University of Kansas with their football strength and conditioning program. And then before that, I was a intern at Huntington College. It's a Division three school back home. And, uh, and so I graduated from Auburn University. Uh, had the fortunate position of playing some junior college baseball uh, before then, and then ended up becoming a high school baseball coach for a local high school back home, and then it just turned into to strength and conditioning. And I, I felt like I kind of was led in that direction a little bit just because my high school strength coach was really influential, uh, really big on, on just the mindset of what strength and conditioning actually is, how important the body is, and how important exercise and performance is to allow you to be a better athlete both on and off the field. So I kind of got into it and found two things I love, coaching and training. So throw them together. Here we go. Yeah. Mindset. Mindset. We will definitely get into a, a little sneak peek. But uh, just to echo a little bit of what, what Chase said at the beginning with with these mind-rattling questions, just kind of reflecting about the crazy journeys that, that have brought us both to our our respective positions. It definitely definitely – it's, it's humbling and also motivating. You know, we're both relatively, relatively young in our careers, but 
but you know how cool has it been you know our our past that has led us literally to this table you know recording this podcast and (laughs) and just another quick plug before we we move on these are questions that i just happen to record you know i have these conversations with a lot of awesome people every day so um i'm i'm like i said glad that i I get to record it and share with everyone else so uh just basic questions you know getting that at what makes you you but um I was having a conversation. There just so happens to be a microphone. It just so happens. To so be. it's just so happens a microphone and a computer, but it's fine. We're gonna have a great conversation. Yeah, great. As always. Gonna have a great combo. So I guess your first kind of big jumping in, getting your feet wet in strength and conditioning, was collegiate strength and conditioning with TCU. So what was that process like? Deciding, or once you decided that you wanted to, you know, obtain a college SNC internship to actually like committing or obtaining that mm-hmm. uh the, the biggest thing is the will and the dedication uh because it, i think for from my experiences what i've seen with others just with strength and conditioning itself it's one of those where and i feel like coaching is the same way with with any sport but it's you got to have the will and dedication to want to do it because it's, it's going to be long hours it's going to be crap work it's going to take up almost all your life, but what you learn from it, how much you grow, how much you realize if you really want to do it or not is, is the big thing. Uh, and so I feel like coming from as an intern, you got to realize those are a lot of things that are going to happen. You're going to be at the bottom of the barrel. You're going to kind of be tossed aside sometimes, but it's only going to make you better and better and better. Uh, I had a, a good friend of mine that is the baseball strength coach at the University of Alabama, and he had told me one time that it's – all about who you know to get there and what you know to stay there. And that's something that I continue to, to think about and realize that that's just, that's just how this field is. Uh, but along with that, if you're willing to put in the work, then those people that you know that get you there realize the hard worker you are, the mentality you have to succeed, how much you push yourself. And so you're given those chances when that door opens, you got to seize it. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm a big fan of that quote. And the, First, I want to talk about the kind of who you know to get you there. And it's tough, especially when you're seeking out an internship, because that often is kind of that first role, you know, kind of your foot in the door to where you are going to have to send a lot of emails. You're going to get a lot of no's, a lot of no responses. But, you know, if it if it is for you, someone's going to say yes, you know, but they're not going to email you first. So that's where, you know, you miss 100 percent of shots you don't take. (laughs) Wayne Gretzky, Michael Scott. From my, my office people out there, uh, you know, they can't say yes unless you hit send. So uh, definitely have to start somewhere. It's it can be daunting, but um, yeah. gotta do it. And then uh, what you know that keeps you there, or kind of I'll extrapolate this to kind of work ethic. And one of the, the struggles, my own internship experience in the private field, is no one wants to do the small tasks, the meaningless, you know pointless monotonous tasks but how i phrase it is if you want those medium responsibilities why would your boss have any inclination to give you those if you can't absolutely crush the small ones Mm -hmm. let alone getting to the the large responsibilities so that's where you have that mindset that desire you got people in your corner and things like that to kind of help keep you on track um so that's that's my, my little two cents about uh the internship process. Yeah, no, I mean you're you're 100 right, and it's especially from my experience, it's little things like 
that, that you hear people say that all the time. It's the little things. Mm-hmm. It's the little things that make the difference, and it truly is. Just like any sport you watch, a lot of times it's the little things where if it's an individual sport, then that individual, one of them makes the mistake, the little mistake to lose, the other one doesn't. Same thing with the team setting. You know, there's a little mistake that cost, that could possibly cost the whole game or swings the momentum in a different direction for the whole game. So I feel like at the same time, when you apply that to life, whether that's strength and conditioning or whatever else you do, it's doing the little things right. You know, you want that job promotion, but all you ever do is sit at your desk and play video games. Then what? That's that's not getting little things. Your boss is giving you little tasks to take care of. If you can't take care of those, then this is not going to happen. The same thing with coaching, especially strength and conditioning. If simply, you know, every day you're there before you leave, you've got to wipe down the benches from all the teams that have come through. If you can't do the little task of remembering to wipe down the benches, what do you? What makes you think that this coach is going to let you control the whole team, let you coach the whole team and and, and program and lead? Not happening. And then, and then, ex- exactly. So going back to that quote, where it's who you know that, that gets you there. Last time we chatted, you commented that someone is always sticking their neck out for you. And if you can't get the towels fold them, if you can't wipe down those benches, why are they going to want to stick their neck out for you, saying, "Oh yeah, this guy, this guy knows his stuff. He's a good coach." When it's like he rolls his eyes every time he he sees you folding towels because he knows that you're just not doing a good job. So. It's, it's just taking ownership and just understanding that it is a process um, because internships like especially internships lo- let alone the whole field of strength and conditioning if you want an eight to five weekends off and a, and a fantastic amazing salary kiss that goodbye <laughs> that is this is not the field myself no. coming from an snc background now now in the sports science but sports performance is more similar than, than than dissimilar even though people like to make it super right super separate but so let's move into kind of the next kind of big party background, which brings us to today. So moving from that internship role to that graduate assistant role. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, the biggest thing with that I think is is I was in the fortunate position to, you know, the fortunate time to come in when uh, TCU was looking for a new GA, and I think just putting putting in the work, showing my dedication, really uh, kind of opened the eyes for the the staff here, and it just being a part of it was a position I kind of. Was, was fortunate to fall into. Uh, I love it. It's been great. Uh, really, really fun to be a part of this. Uh, being with, with beach volleyball and swim and dive and, and football has been awesome just to impact those athletes and make a difference. Uh, but I think it's just a testament to my hard work and dedication and you know doing whatever I have to to set myself apart and having that mindset to always grow, you know, always to continue to grow, continue to learn, to continue to, to better myself in whatever way I can while at the same time impacting and bettering the people around me. I'm a big believer in, you You know, if you live your whole life just bettering yourself, then what kind of impact are you making? And if your goal is, you know, I, I personally feel like our goal is to impact others. And so how can we, how can you do that if you're always worried about just me, me, me? And so I think it's important to better yourself just so when you're in circumstances with others or somebody else needs somebody to lean on needs your help, you have those experiences. You have that. You've been through those trials that you can help them get to where they want to get to. Yeah. You can always that that impact lasts a lifetime. And it's it's tough because we're talking about crushing your own little tasks and doing that to the best of your ability. But then also, you know, you are coaching others and you're part of a team and, and all this kind of stuff. But if you know kind of that that end goal, that end purpose for your coworkers, for your athletes. That little stuff's gonna take care of itself. 
you know so i don't want people to start pointing fingers be like you're talking out two sides of your mouth but this stuff is definitely a lot more related kind of like i said than than unrelated so 100%. so if you kind of have that that main purpose of understanding why you have to go get the towels as an intern you know and then why as a graduate assistant you have some more res- responsibilities but still some of the small ones you know but you understand it's for your boss to clear up his schedule so he can go impact you know more athletes or it's for yourself so that he can then give you that recommendation to help get you to kind of your your next spot so um yeah uh let's see i'm trying to think shoot him so whatever you want bring in the juice this man this is this is this is what i was most excited about (laughs) i'm gonna stop fumbling over my words so this guy brings the juice every day and i just want to know how do you do it every every time i see the girls in the weight room they are just hyped up ready to go what is what is the secret sauce man i don't there's really no there's really no secret sauce it's just i've always been just a, a super positive outgoing person that's just my personality i mean a lot of times i always got jokes that people would say you know chase i bet you could hold a conversation with a brick wall and realistically <laughs> i probably could if i needed to i could uh but I mean, it's just always having uh, a higher outlook uh, i think a lot of that comes to back to my parents and just the way they raised me to you know always look at you know the the blessed and fortunate positions you're in and how your life has evolved, and you know, just, just really, you get one life to live, so why live it so negative, negatively? Uh, and so I think it's, I think it's crucial just to, just be happy, you know, and then just little things like if, if just for example, if one of the beach girls come in and they're kind of just in some kind of mood, but they see me, I've got the energy, and I'm kind of, you know, pushing them and, and encouraging them that that can completely just turn somebody's day around. It's the same thing if you meet anybody else anywhere, anywhere you just kind of, even just one little smile and, hey, how you doing today? And they just, well, that random person just smiled at me. Just, I mean, that, I've never seen this person before. It's just the little things like that. Uh, I think a lot of it, too, my, my mom used to always tell me that when I was in the womb that she drank a lot of Dot Mountain Dew. Hey. So that might, I'm that might, Mountain Dew. Yeah, <laughs> yeah literally. Uh, that might have something to do with that's it. That's so, the secret sauce. Thanks, Mom. That's the, the secret sauce. Diet yeah. Mountain Dew. Diet Mountain Dew. Yeah. yeah. So when, it, when when all the listeners out there, you decide to have kids one day, you know, just yeah. soak up some some Diet Mountain Dew. But but no, it's really just, man. There's just no reason to be to be negative. You, you have ups and downs. Uh, you know, you have failures, but you know, there's there's no reason to let that weigh everything down because the sun's always going to shine. Yeah. And that's it, it's it's. I guess the the it's a lame example, but just like when there's bad weather and stuff, the sun always shines. Yeah. And it's the same thing when you're going through stuff in life that the sun's always going to shine. Yeah. The, the next step in your life is always going to come, as long as you know you you handle things well, you prepare. It's always going to come. This this hit me during my own internship way back when, and it was man, I am driving to the facility at 5 a.m. on a Monday. My day's not going to be over until 8 a.m. I'm gonna run around, I'm gonna be tired, not gonna get to eat lunch, and I get to coach athletes all day. Like, how cool is that? It's fantastic. And, and that, that is why we're in the field that we're in because it's unlike any other. So if you understand why you're there for yourself, you understand kind of why you're there for your athletes and everything, 
and then um, so a, a team I consult for they had their first practice this past week and it was, it was kind of cold and this coach I've never seen him so excited and he, well our tennis coach I can't be vague about everything tennis team uh, he was so excited he was like hyping the girls up the girls like we all had the same look because they were like what is going on right now like we've never seen coach like this he was hitting tennis balls outside of the facility you know whenever a girl did something really good and it was just like all this stuff and you know after practice was done we talked shop like always after and and I was like man coach like what was up today like that was awesome and he's like first first cold day of the year the girls are going to be complaining all this stuff and it's like how can I ask them to be high energy and get, make the most out of today if, if I don't do it myself so how much easier is it for you to ask energy and all this stuff from your athletes if you know why you're there and you know you're there for them and then you're going to ask them for energy? It's kind of like a no-brainer. It's a given. Um, so I'm glad I found out that I just got to start drinking some more Dime Hot <laughs> Dew. Um, but the energy is real. It's it's infectious. And, and I, I've been glad to be able to experience a little bit of it. Um, that is, glad it's been a part of it. So, I I think that's everything of your background. Is there? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, there's there's nothing else to it. Oh, I guess. Uh, one one more point. So I've I've been trying to think about who I heard this from a while ago, but I, I was talking shop with someone really smart, someone I had no business talking to, and I said, "What's your one piece of advice?" Mm. And they said, "Make yourself indispensable." Mm. And I'm gonna bring this full circle. Watch this. <laughs> okay. So make yourself indispensable, right? So if you're bringing the energy, right, if you're crushing the small things and all of this stuff, and it comes time for the, the TCU strength and conditioning staff to say, okay, you know, we, we, we got to start looking for next year. Who are we, who are we going to bring in as graduate assistants? You know, we have all these applicants. They go, Chase, man. If we didn't have Chase, do you know how much that would suck? He, he brings the energy. He crushes the little things. He doesn't complain. You know, so it sounds like there's – like we're asking you to figure out your why and crush little things and all this stuff and, and bring the juice for your athletes, but it's actually more related than not. And it's all gonna kind of fill, feed and build on itself. Um, so when it comes time for someone to stick their neck out for you and you're indispensable, you're setting yourself up for success. 100%. So brought 110% that. 110% of the time. Brought that yeah, full I circle. Yeah, full circle there. Hey. <laughs> Too bad none of y'all can see the his facial expressions. These are hilarious. Woo! <laughs> I'm excited. I got the juice from Chase. So, cool story you have thus far in your profession. Ooh, uh, well, there's a lot of those. Uh, there's a ton of those. But I guess the most, one of the most recent ones, I mean, it was really uh, – when I spent some time at the University of Kansas, it was really cool to uh, – we went to a conference during, during the summer – uh, our, our head strength coach, Coach Woodfin, took us to a, a conference, and we ended up afterwards going to tour the Denver Broncos training facility, their weight room. And so it was fun to kind of just, you know, be be learners, you know, kind of just play around with some of their, you know, equipment and just check things out, learn, grow. Uh, that's probably one of the coolest things to see everything from NFL perspective and how the elite of the elite do it. Uh, so it was really cool to be probably the coolest one recently that's, that's been uh, something really fun to be a part of that really kind of opened some eyes to open my eyes a little bit to just that next elite level and it's it's cool to see because I've, I've had the opportunity to go to elite facilities like that 
that you get to talk shop with the high up people that you kind of put on pedestals and idolize and oh my gosh you know they've achieved all my dreams and whatnot and they came from the exact same spot you are 100%. and like i said you know more similar than, than dissimilar so it's motivating it's humbling that it is attainable it just takes you know some some kind of effort and time so yeah cool story yeah, yeah it's sure. it's and it's also just appreciating the small things like oh you know the broncos of course they're gonna have super nice facilities but enjoy it pick that pick that dude's brain he doesn't have to give you so his good. time so um, if, if anyone sponge. has the opportunity to go somewhere super nice, like soak it in, you know. Yep. And then you got another story, I believe, last time we chatted. Uh, yeah. So the one uh, that also when I spent some time at Kansas, uh, I guess this in to me is really cool. Uh, but I think so when I spent some time there, I really got involved with working with the quarterbacks. And so this past year, after TCU and Kansas played, after the year, you know, you you always talk about especially for me and for others, you, know, you, you want to make that impact. You know, Sometimes you wonder, did I really make a difference? Did I really make an impact? Did I really affect somebody in a positive way? And I think after after the game, uh, I met with the, the starting quarterback, Carter Stanley, and we talked for a minute, and he just kind of – we talked, see how things were going, quick little post-game chat, and then as he got ready to leave, he just kind of uh, – we just kind of shook hands, and he said, hey, man, really – Really miss having you around, and you were indispensable. You, you, you were, uh, indispensable, yeah. That was a big. He said you're just a big part of, of helping us, and and we'll we'll be a big part when we when we make it to where we're going. Uh, and that really really meant a lot. Kind of just a, a little reminder of the little things that you you did make a difference. You did make an impact. You're, you know something is still felt. Uh, so that was really really cool to be to be in that situation and be able to to experience that moment. And then. To, to kind of take a lesson out of that story, at least the lesson that, that I, I took out of that, is it's nice. It feels amazing to get kind of the fruits of your labor, but it's it's kind of hum, human nature, at least myself, and I would assume the listener a little bit, and maybe yourself. Whenever you kind of get that, that big compliment, you know, in, in Chase's example, it would be, you know, like, like you meant a lot to us, you meant a lot to me, you helped me out a lot. Be like, oh no, like I was just doing my job. Like it was all you and all of this stuff. And then the athlete has to go, no, 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 like, like you were awesome. You're like, nah, 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 and mm-hmm. you're just like going back and forth. And it's one thing to be modest, and it's one thing you're you're almost kind of like, not calling them a liar, but being like, no, like you don't really mean that. If someone gives you an honest compliment, a well earned compliment, you have the total right to be like, you know what, thank you, like I appreciate that. I'm, I'm glad that that you were able to tell that to me because that means a lot to me. Mm-hmm. They're going to feel a lot better about it instead of trying to like, it's, it's almost like fishing for compliments a little bit. Mm-hmm. So if, if you've earned a compliment, own it. Cause, and I'm only saying this because I do it myself where it's like, oh, no, no, no. Like, <laughs> I'm just doing my job. Don't worry. Like, it's not that big a deal. Like, if you earn it, embrace it. Like, say, it, yeah, own say it in a humbling way. Yeah. 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 Always a humble perspective. Mm-hmm. So what are some of your main governing beliefs perspectives to help guide you in your life and your profession well uh, I've got a few of them I guess kind of my top six uh, so the first one really the big thing for me and, and it's why it's number one is just faith and trust in myself uh, I've been a, just a big a lot of that from my parents raising me the way they did and, and just faith's a big part of my life and I think also that trusting in myself like trusting in my you know, God-given abilities and trusting in the work I've put in, the experiences I have, the dedication I have, and that my work ethic, my effort, my mentality, 
is all there and just trusting yourself. I feel like a lot of times we self-doubt big time, whether that's a job, test, just anything. We just self-doubt and just trust yourself. Hey, you, you've put in the work. So now let's go let's go reap what you sowed. So uh, that's, that's definitely a big a big first one. Especially and in this context of kind of college strength and conditioning, when it's kind of your first time to shine as an intern, you're like, oh, man, like, what am I doing? Like, do I even know my stuff? And then your first kind of big graduate assistant role, you're like, oh, man, like, I was just an intern. Like, I still am just an intern in my head. And then, you know, your every job kind of so on and so forth where it's like, yes, you always have to know that there's more. But when it's your time and you're in the moment, even if it's faking until you make it, like, your opportunity is to, like, crush the moment. Mm-hmm. You know, like when it's when it's twenty athletes looking at you, like looking to be led for the next hour and a half. There's no time for like, should I be here? You know, like so. So it is this process of like learning and growing and failing and learning and whatnot. But on the flip side, like at the end of the day, when it's your time to go, trust in yourself, confidence, you know, and things like that. Hundred so. percent. Uh, so the second one, uh, treating others with respect, it's a big thing I live by just because, you know, to gain respect, you have to give respect. And I've always been just been a big component of that. And when you respect others, when you respect their mindset, respect their decisions, respect, you know, who they are, that that'll really take you a lot further than than you just ignoring it, you know, and just stepping all over somebody's beliefs, somebody's self-portrait of themselves you know it, and so treating them with respect is big uh the third one being you know just i feel like we we live in a, a, a big world with technology and just a selfish world that i think it's really big to to listen to understand and don't listen just to reply and i feel like we we get away as, as humans we get away from that all we care to listen to is just oh how, how quickly can i come up you know somebody's spilling out their heart to us or something going on with them and they let it go in one ear and straight out the other because all they're thinking about is how can I reply to this? How What can I say to this person? Instead of just understand, you know, sometimes people just need an ear. So just be, be understanding uh, and understand and kind of relate to what's going on and then give a reply and have a more civil conversation instead of just yapping back and forth. And this I've noticed in my own life and this is me saying because I've been there so this is how you catch yourself if you're if you're listening to reply if you get so caught up in that cool story or that that one-liner or just like that next direction you want to take the convo to where you kind of like zone back into the convo and you're like man I just missed the last like 15 seconds of what they said Um, so just like being present and like understanding why you're in the convo I would say Um, but that's definitely a big one because there's so much going on like like, I last time we chatted, I told this example. Sometimes when I'm on the phone with my parents, and you know it's kind of gone on for a while because parents like talking, I'll just like pull up Instagram, and my parents are like, uh, "You got kind of quiet. Like, is everything okay over there?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, yeah, everything's fine." It's like I can't even give my parents time, and of course I've gotten better at it, but <laughs> just there's so many distractions, and and when you when you find people that you can you know drive and talk shop with, there you go, you know just like em- embrace that. So. Yeah, listen to understand, not to reply. Yeah. Uh, with that, I kind of tie this into just kind of the fourth one big for me is just everything starts with the mindset. Uh, I'm a big, big mindset guy. 
and just mentality. Because at the end of the day, your mentality is what could make you or break you. Yeah, regardless of physical strengths, physical weaknesses, but if you have a strong mindset and that ability to push, push, push yourself and make up your and tell yourself that nothing can stop me. Nothing's gonna hold me back. You know, I may get knocked six feet back, but I'm gonna keep. I'm, I'm still gonna bounce back, keep going. Uh, I love the saying, "Get knocked down uh, seven times, get up eight. And I just, I, I love that just because it's, it's, you know, you're, you're, you're gonna continue growing. Uh, even when you get knocked down, that's some of the best times you learn. And, and so you, when you look at that mindset, if you build that mentality that it's not, gonna, it's not a negative thing, it's a learning opportunity you grow that much more instead of looking at it from a negative standpoint and you stay further and further behind. You take that punch. You learn from it. What ways can I better? What ways can I change? You, you learn, 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 grow, 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 and then you continue pushing forward. And, and, and mindset, upon first listening, can sound like this kind of big, crazy, I have to read all these books and do all this meditation, but mindset it can be as simple as just the first sentence you tell yourself when you wake up in the morning. 100%. You know, if, if towels is one of your, your Monday responsibilities as, a, as an intern, you wake up and you say, I'm going to crush these towels. Yeah. You know, and, and myself and my own athletic endeavors, you know, when I'm going up for uh, a heavy squat, it's like this, this weight's already lifted. I just have to go do it. You know, and, and power of mindset, it can, it can sound, I don't know if daunting is the right term, but it's just like telling yourself that one sentence, you know, and, and kind of just taking taking that and, and running with it. Uh, can't never could. I, I believe it. I've heard you say that before. Yeah, that's it. yeah, can't never could. Can't never could. My, my dad used to always tell me that, and I still to this to this day, 24 years old, he'll still, you know, if, if, if that comes up, he'll say something. But he used to always tell me when I just, I can't, I can't, I can't. He's like, hey, can't never could. So just developing that mindset that you can. And, and pushing and it can be a specific to the task thing it can be this next play of whatever sport you're doing or this next task you have as a professional or or one thing I, I've liked that I've heard you say is just take care of today let tomorrow worry about tomorrow yesterday's failures are in the past you know how can I learn from yesterday how can I prefer, prepare for tomorrow but just kind of taking care of today um, and that's just a mindset thing so take that into whatever example of life that you kind of like struggle with or you want to get better at just like what's one sentence one phrase that you can tell yourself remind yourself whatever you kind of need that's going to set you yourself up for success so mindset's a, a big thing and that's something you preach to the beach girls right yeah yeah I'm, I'm all in on just that that mindset because i just I, the, when you're just this this your when your mentality is i'm trying to think of the best way to word this words are hard my listeners know for sure, and they will they will preach right now. Matt, words are hard, and I will one hundred percent vouch for that. Yeah, uh, it's just when when your mental strength outweighs everything else, it's a game changer, and that's every aspect of life. That's every aspect of no matter what you're doing, what you're going through. When you have a strong mentality, it's going to outweigh anything else you go up against. And then that's trial and error, because although I do like the the theoretical philosophical stuff power of mindset and all this stuff i also like making it actionable because the point of listening to podcasts reading books and all this stuff is how can it help tomorrow like what can i do tomorrow so we've already stressed the importance of it it's 
it's trial and error what you need. If it's changing your phone background, if it's putting something in your car, you know, if you need your buddy to text you once a week just to help kind of put you back on track. So that's where it takes a little time to kind of find what you need. And each team you have is going to have a different kind of thing that they need to, to spark them and get them going. Some people might be dying Mountain Dew. You know, my, <laughs> my, uh, my daily purpose is one step closer, you know, similar to take care of today. So take some trial and error, reflect, you know, ask your friends, talk shop with them. Yo, like, like, is there a mindset that, that you think helps you out a lot? And just kind of things like that. So trying to make this actionable, trying to, trying to take what's up here in the cloud, mm-hmm. X, Y, Z, how can you kind of bring it down here? So, um, exactly. Spot on. Uh, my fifth one being making a lasting impact on people. Uh, I feel that, like I've mentioned earlier in the podcast and just us talking, is just that that's what I feel like I'm here to do. And, and to make, you know, when you, you make that lasting impact on people that carries a lifetime, you know, and always wanting to to become, you know, the next level yourself, but how can you bring everybody else with you? You know, always keeping that, that again, mindset. You hear me say it a thousand times, uh, but just keeping that mindset of how can I continue to grow as well as bring everybody else with me and help, you know, what? how can I grow in ways that help other people grow? And so making impact, whether that's uh, at work, just in life, you know, whatever it may be, just making making an impact. And, and that can be another kind of like mindset, a big, making a big impact. Oh, I'm just a little intern. How can I do that? Or I'm just a a graduate assistant, not even a full-time guy, or I only have two of our 20 teams or whatever it may be. But you know the, the quickest way of making an impact? What's that? Taking care of today. That's it. <laughs> taking care of today <laughs> you know? with a smile. With a smile. With a smile. With the Just taking care of today with a smile and bring the you juice. And, and I 100% guarantee that every day you were in there with the quarterbacks, you weren't thinking, oh, man, this is going to have such a big payoff when they, when they tell me thank you, you know? Mm-hmm. I was just living in the now, man. Just in, you know, just helping these guys out today. It's a Monday lift. They got to lift again the next. Just how can I help these guys today? Just being in the now because we're never guaranteed or promised tomorrow. So just take care. And the future's going to take care of itself. And if you've put in the work, the dedication, the effort, uh, you know, you've you've pushed for greatness. The future's going to take care of itself. You just live in the now. Take care of what you can take care of. And as the future comes, you just keep assessing that and taking care of that as it arises. And then understand that the bigger why, I'm not saying it's insignificant, use it to kind of steer and guide you and, and bring you back on track, kind of like your long-term mindset. But understand that there are ways to make that actionable. Mm-hmm. So I like actionable things, if, if, if uh, you can tell. <laughs> that's, that's a good one. Uh, and my biggest one, to, just to end on that note, um, six. The sixth one, yeah. being It, it may even be one of the biggest ones is just, you know, be be the best version of yourself, which is a you mindset. Know? Yeah, which is a mindset. <laughs> it is hundred. Yeah, it, it, exactly. Uh, but just be the best version of yourself. You know, don't chase after the achievements and successes of others. And I feel that, like I mentioned, with the listening to understand, not just to reply, that we live in a world that you know you see he or she on Instagram, or you see what somebody else's life, what they have, and you just want, want, want. Like, instead of wanting and being just like them, why don't you put in the work, 
put in the dedication, you know, strive to be the best version of yourself. And sometimes you'd be amazed that that person you're chasing after, when you put in that that effort, that you, the best version of yourself is better than what their best version of yourself is. Or it elevates you past what you've been, you know, dreaming of, what they have, you're way past that. You've got that and more because you, you pushed to be the best friends yourself. You didn't, you know, you didn't uh, soak up just trying to always be like somebody and that's just one of the unfortunate parts of the world we live in today is just always wanting to, you know, with social media and everything else, just wanting to, you know, oh, I see this, I want that, I want that, I want to be like this person, this person. Just be the best version of yourself. Be and, who you were meant to be. And, and let's say you do chase said person, maybe the more you, the closer you get to them, you're like, wow, they're not actually that, that cool at all. Or not I don't, at all. I don't like how they go about their business. And it is important to have role models, mentors, people to strive towards and for, but, you know, have them keep you on track and like making sure you're making progress yourself. Cause everyone's journey is, is unique in their own way, you know, to each their own. I like that vague saying, <laughs> but, um, it's, it's super easy with social media. And I'm not going to get into my social media rant, even though I, I totally have a social media rant. Yeah, no, but, we'll skip that one. But, but yeah, like, progress, best version of yourself. Trying to catch up to someone you'll never beat because you're not even in the same lane as them. No. You know, Create so, your own lane. Create your own lane. Yeah, create your own lane instead of trying to follow. Yeah. You'll take the path less traveled. The path less traveled. I know everybody's heard that one before. Hey. We're, we're all about cliches, actionable things, got to. Diet Mountain Dew. How it helps fuel that mindset. Yes, sir. Yep. As long with the Diet Mountain Dew. Yep. <laughs> the, the beverage of champions. There you go. So those are just, some, those are just like my top six. Just, when I really think about it, just my, my main just beliefs and yeah. perspectives and that have guided me and, and continue to guide me and that will always will guide me. So. And, and although some more important, some kind of bigger – I would say all of them are a mindset to in their own way, you know, saying I'm going to listen, understand and all of this stuff. So, so if, if there's a, a belief that you want to, or value that you want to put in your own life, say like, what, what mindset, what sentence can I tell myself to help kind of bring that to life? So power of mindset, um, big six. But the big they're all more similar than, than, than dissimilar, and they all are rooted kind of in what you tell yourself about kind yeah. of the situation. So, um, good day. How can your experiences help my listeners grow as coaches, sports performance-wise or just as general professionals? Uh, I think in just with, with sports performance, you know, gaining a better understanding of the ups and downs of strength and conditioning. Because like I said, with achieving an internship, it's going to be really, really crappy some days, and you're going to absolutely love it. And you've, you've never been chewed up, right? Oh, <laughs> I think I've been chewed up and spit out more times than I can count, or more times than I'll ever be able to count. Uh, and it's and but that, the, that's what's made me who I am. For the younger listeners, you might not might not know what that means, but you will learn what that means yeah. very soon. Especially if you go into <laughs> coaching, you'll learn real soon. Uh, but it is, is is understanding that and always being open to constructive criticism because uh, that's just big in your development. And when you handle constructive criticism in the in the right ways as looking at it as a term, as a way for you to develop and grow, uh, that can definitely be be a difference maker. And that's something that has happened with me for, uh, that's caused me to grow is I just, I enjoy constructive criticism because I know that I've done it, I've had it so much that it's going to make me better and better and better. And each time I get it, I continue to get, you know, to grow better and better. 
Being uh, confident to mess up. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Co- confident when when you screw up, and that's a, that's a big yeah. one. Just because, you know, from sometimes from whether you're with teams and stuff, when you mess up and you're kind of you start hitting, you know, within you start hitting the panic button. Athletes can see that. They can tell that you're panicking. And yeah. when you just you mess up in confidence, you'll fix it later. They respect that. And they gain more respect. They show, hey, yeah, this is my coach, and I may think, oh wow, just like our our parents are superheroes, but they make mistakes just like anybody else does. And what we're not, I'll say what, what we're not saying first. We're not saying, oh, ups and downs, here's this roller coaster, and it's okay to mess up, so just go do everything with reckless abandon. If you take calculated risks and you can justify everything you do that's you fully believe to your soul is the best for yourself and your legacy, is the best for you and your athletes, for you and your coworkers, when it's time to receive constructive criticism and you can justify and back up kind of why you did what you did, then you're just one step closer um, mm. to kind of where where you're you're on your way to go. Um, there's always a way to learn, regardless of if it's put yourself out there and it works out, great. You learn what to do, you know. And and one thing I like saying is at this point in your life, figuring out what not to do is just as valuable as as figuring out what to do, whether it's Picking a major, picking a career, or something specific to coaching, you know, em- embrace that. Learning what not to do is a win, in my own opinion. And I've learned through a lot of trial and error, a lot of face palms. If I could go back, I say that way too many times, but, but uh, yeah, learning what not to do is, is definitely valuable. But I'll tie this back to the all the way at the beginning, full circle. Yep. It, it just takes some reflection. Like, why did it not work out? Why did I get chewed up and spit out? You know, it's it's one thing to get upset at yourself. It's one thing to get upset at yourself and kind of make sure it doesn't happen again. What I always say is, I got yelled at for a lot of things in my college baseball career, but I never yelled at for the same thing twice. Mm. You know, and, and if you go into it with that mindset, mm. you are setting yourself up for it's success. It's a great mindset. Yeah, that's really good. And then it also shows you're growing. Like it shows other, your teammates, it shows your coaches, it shows your coworkers that you're growing. And and if you show that there's if, – if you keep getting yelled at for the same thing over and over, everyone's just, just going to roll their eyes. But if they show, like, wow, he listened to what I had to say, then they're going to respect you. You're going to get the bigger tasks. And it's just it, – it all just builds on itself. Going in with that mindset of this is not going to happen again, you know. So, uh, yeah, better understanding of the ups and downs. Reflect, know why they're there. Yep. make sure it won't happen again so yeah and i think just to to tie those up for experiences for the listeners that like my experiences for the listeners is just you know always strive to be the best at your craft you know see what that version of yourself is what areas you're really good at and strive and, and, and perfect your craft always you know maybe you know I've, I've always been that one that i'm not the biggest strongest most powerful person in the world but I just so happen that I've I've put in work. I've paid attention to learn that you know I'm I'm good with technique. I'm good with things like that. So let let's perfect that. Let's perfect that technique and building that mentality that I've I've kind of grown into seeing what I'm what I'm good at and like that that's my craft. So I'm gonna that doesn't mean you push anything else aside. You just continue growing in that crafted area, uh, and then just knowing the place, like knowing your place and the impact you can have. Knowing like, hey, I'm here in the in the, in. The, Full circle again. Here hey, we go. Hey, being, hey. being back and just in that moment, you know, just being in that moment, uh, 
you know, living in the moment and, and realizing the impact you can have and how can you make a difference today and then the next day, the next day, and then how then you eventually see how all those differences kind of that you're making, those impacts you're making are all starting to line up and it just causes a, a, a trickle effect and everything just starts running together. And, uh, and being, being the best at your craft, your craft will change. It might not change up and down, but it'll definitely change laterally, yep. you know, and, and I like saying step up, level up. So yeah. for, for, for each, for each step up you take kind of in your own life, going from high school baseball strength co- or high school baseball coach to college SNC intern to, uh, graduate SNC or GA SNC coach, I think. Yeah, <laughs> and go. then you to your first gig, yes, it's the same craft, but it's also a different craft. And, and what made you successful as an intern is not going to be only what makes you successful kind of as that GA and then so on and, and so forth. So understand that there are going to be ups and downs. You have to be the best at your craft and that what made you successful kind of at one point, like I said, it's not going to be the only thing that makes you successful at the, at the other point. So with every time this to the weight room, cause you know, we're here trying to get huge. What <laughs> takes your squat from 400 to 500 pounds that, programming the frequency intensities all that stuff isn't going to be what gets it from 500 to 600 you know so so basically just trying to like beat the plateaus of your life understand that by being the best at your craft your craft is going to change kind of as you progress and then you have to figure out what it's going to take to kind of help you you know level up so to speak consistently be consistent hey hey we're all we're, we're all about the the three <laughs> to seven word phrases here. They just fly Mindsets, phrases, simple, ear candy. Last big question. If you had a perfect world for your profession, what would it be? So basically, how do you optimize the good and how do you improve the bad? So I think optimizing the good, uh, strength and conditioning is kind of starting to lean more towards, you know, with the, the sports science kind of side to it. Hey. And I think it's it's – I think it's a really good thing just from my experiences that it's not about, okay, well, the the strength coach does his thing, the athletic trainer does there, the sports scientist does theirs, and it's just boom, 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 boom. Like, they're starting to more combine together because it, it, you're starting to see how each has their own craft, but how those crafts put together can influence an athlete so much more. And just with sports science, understanding just how – just really in depth of the body how it works how training and exercising can affect it with strength and conditioning knowing how the body can can handle those things how the body can adjust how the body you know what what programming and exercising that can affect the body in those ways and how you can kind of combine just the 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 science and the strength conditioning together to build your athlete in in the best position possible Uh, i think you see a lot of that with your high performance your, your elite level, you know, Olympians, uh, professional athletes, that you see that kind of stuff going on, that one day they'll be with their strength conditioning coach. The next day they're doing stuff in the, in the you know, physiology lab. Like just back and forth, back and forth, and it's just a hand-in-hand thing. And you're you, now you're seeing some of the most well-rounded athletes and, uh, and Olympians to, to ever be throughout history. So I think that's the, the the those are the goods that are that need to be more optimized and are continuing to be optimized. Uh, I think improving the bad is the strength and conditioning is still kind of stuck in that mindset of okay we're just going to show up, get after it, hoorah, pick up weight, put it down, leave, and 
has it always worked almost everywhere? I believe so, but for me, I think that that has a important role sometimes. But I think a lot of it is we're dealing with you're seeing a whole different kind of athlete that you know the weight of the world. It's you know I, I mean I'll be honest even for the listeners out there just a little little bit honestly like I told Matt earlier I'm a, I'm a big time honest guy I'll never shoot I never cut corners uh, but you were we're dealing with athletes that are a lot more sensitive and don't have as strong of a work hard you know bust my butt at all cost mindset and they kind of want you know. They want to cut those corners sometimes. And so understanding how to handle that as well as we also are in a situation where there's just so much more anxiety, so much more stress. And so I think improving the bad side of strength and conditioning, which doesn't really look at that psychological piece to athletes, and they just think, oh, this is whatever. And they just kind of go with it instead of understanding, okay, this athlete's got class, work, practice, weight training, recovery, just and it's just a list goes on and on and on and understanding, hey, how can I be most impactful? How can I help this athlete out help this athlete out the most? That's what I constantly remind my sport teams, like, look, I'm here to help you any way I can. Whatever you need, let me know. Like at the end of the day, as long as you succeed, I did my job. Like, I, as long as you succeed and you learn and you grew, I did my job. I'm not here for the, the fame, the fortune, the yeehaw is like I'm here to get you better. And if you're getting better, that's all that matters to me. And so, and I think that that psychological role, you know, takes or takes takes part in that. And it's really big with the mentality and everything, and, and dealing with emotions. So, I think improving that part of conditioning is, is big as well. Yeah, America is very good at producing meatheads, if you will. We crush the physical part, and and I, I've heard you say it how it's kind of like a a triangle, or how there's these three related parts of mental part, mindset. Physical part, and then the emotional part too, to where the the 2019 athlete is different than the 2015 athlete, than the 2010 athlete, and you know the strength coach that was su- successful back then isn't the strength co- strength coach that's going to be su- successful now. Yeah. So a better un- understanding of really what goes into it, understanding that there are certain lanes of the sports psych, the nutritionist, and all of this stuff. But understand that that you can go to them, you can refer to them, you can pick their brain and all of this stuff uh, about how we're all more similar than dissimilar. We each have our own lanes, and there is scope of practice that, that's a big deal that I feel like is probably more violated than people care to admit, but that's a story for a different talk. Yeah, yeah. But understanding that we're all here for the athlete, and you have your own kind of discipline, and there's this multifaceted athlete that we have to deal with. Mm-hmm. So putting the ego aside, you know, being open-minded, like, Maybe they would benefit from, you know, taking 15 minutes out of the weight room and going to the sports site yeah. or whatever it may be. So putting the ego aside, being more open-minded about how many different facets, ways that you can, you know, improve your athlete. If Is it is it about improving their squat or improving them as a person? Yeah, exactly. You know, and it's, it's easier said than done, um, but understanding really what goes into an athlete, yeah. I would say. To and, and as well as one of the biggest things I've learned being here is being adaptable. Like you, you have you have to be adaptable, and would, no matter what the circumstance is, how things are changing. Like if you want to keep up, you want to make that difference. You have to adapt. And when you're stuck in one way, one way only, like you eventually, especially if if you're in a profession or you're in a time, like we're in a time now where everything's changing. I mean, just you can look across the board, just everything is change, 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 change. Well, 
the best coaches adapt. They can adapt to that change. They can handle that change. They can grow in that change. They can, you know, be a part. Uh, and so, and then, and, and like you made a great point, you know, talking about, you know, yeah, we can come in here and, and throw your squat through the roof, but is that making you a better person? Is that making you a better, you know, athlete necessarily? You know, a better student? Because really at the end of the day, even, even for professional athletes, they have to retire at some point. The physicality will end, and that's that's just any athlete that's been at level before. Like it, it ends, and when it does end, you know, back to my whole thing with impact is, you know, when it does end, are you going to be a great husband or a great wife? You know, are you going to be a great mother, a great father? You know, how are you going to, you know, treat people around you? How are you going to impact people around you? How are you going to continue to to make that difference? And I think, uh, you know, as a coach, we have a prime. Especially for me, we, I'm in a prime position that I can I can help do my best at least to achieve that. You know, set you up for the future. When all this physicality ends, you know how how are you? How do you continue to be great? Continue to make a difference. I totally agree. And congratulations, sir. You made the speed round. Uh, here we go. Speed round. When the pressure arrives. One call to action for the listener. Don't just talk about it. Be about it. Be about it. Be about it. Quote be about that. It. Don't, don't really quote it. Just bold that like major underline right right underline it underline be about (laughs) it whatever you do bring the juice be about it that's it what book you have on your nightstand right now Uh, i've actually got two of them uh the first one is can't hurt me by david goggins uh he was he's a retired navy seal uh you can look him up it's absolutely phenomenal will change your life completely guaranteed uh and then the second one is why zebras don't get ulcers by robert sapolsky uh it's a big one it's one of those that I might even have to read a second time just because it's really, really sciencey. Uh, but it's it's really great for just excellent ways to handle stress, anxiety, and how you know you can you can change those factors in your life. Fantastic. Which will be in the show notes. I will put titles and authors. Best purchase this last year under fifty bucks. Ooh, box fan. Man, I bought a box fan for my room. And He's it, one of those weirdos that, that sleeps with the fan blowing on him. Yeah, because well, well, I have I don't have I have no like ceiling fan in my room, so I bought the box fan. But the cool thing is, is it's called this Blizzard, and so like I cut it on, it's got like a little outer piece that circles slowly, <laughs> so like the air is just circulating my room the entire time, so it's not just in my face. Uh, but definitely the best person, it has saved me, especially when it was hot. Amazing, amazing. Last, where can the listeners find and get more of you? Yeah, uh, they can check me out on Instagram. Uh, I don't post as much as I should probably just strength and conditioning related but I'm, I'm getting getting there you know get getting into it but uh they can find my instagram at c barber 12 uh they can find me on facebook at chase barber and then they can email me anytime at chase barber 10 at yahoo.com uh, any of those feel free to check out give me a follow questions uh i don't know at all but i've had have, i've had some good experiences and i'm all about just kind of Hey, maybe for for the listeners out there, you can shoot me something I can learn. I'm all about learning and helping each other, so uh, so feel free to, for, to contact me or, or reach out. If you want some juice or to pick his brain. Or some juice, yeah, whatever you want. Yeah, That'll be in the show notes. So, <laughs> Chase, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Matt, Talk thank you, man. Podcast. I appreciate it, yeah. Great time. I really do appreciate it. And that does it for this episode of the Talking Shop Podcast. Thank you very much for giving me your time. I really do appreciate it. 
I hope this episode did a good job of making you stop and think and evaluate about the topics discussed. I'd love to hear what you thought, so please feel free to give me a comment, rating, review, like on whatever platform you're listening on. Let me know what you want to hear next. Hit me up on social media at Coach Big Toe. That's at Coach B-I-G-T-O-E on Insta and Twitter. Remember, we can all get better together.